Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? I'm trying to figure out what I want to buy. And I keep getting all these weird ads. And I'm exhausted by it, too. By weird ads or I keep, just in general? Yeah. I mean, I keep seeing these weird ads. Like, I went and shop for something and I'm getting these creepy ads. Like, it- I think it knows that I need to buy something. I don't know if that's true, but maybe it does. But at the same time, I mean, have you been buying stuff? Well, I bought my girlfriend a gift and it keeps thinking I need to buy her a lot more of them, I think. Interesting. I keep getting all these ads for pretty things. You know, Matt, there's one thing about this podcast that just seems to be amazing is that this situational stuff just seems to overlap so well with the people that come in to talk with us. Wow, really? Yeah. Because like, somebody well, that can tell us about this? Yeah, we were just talking about ad tech and tracking and targeting and like, who knows? And I just happened to have someone here today that can tell us all about it. Kyle Johnson, who's the founder and CEO of Bixie's here. Hi, Kyle. Hey, guys. Thanks What's going on? What Not an much. amazing coincidence. I know. Imagine oh, that. I know. It's shocking. I, I don't know how that happened. Do you think he can help us do enough ads to like win an election or something? Possibly. I this, bet he knows it, how to it, this help. Was, need this a was a lot like, of money. This yeah. was targeted scheduling. Apparently. <laughs> I think he. I think he knows how to like win elections. Probably so. know how to rig them, not win them. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah. So, Kyle, uh, you're the CEO and founder of Bixie. This is a an, an app based product that does a lot of different stuff related to ad tech, which is a pretty broad category. As uh, and, you know, for those of you listening, we, we love it when you get interactive with these things. So if you want to go to the app, to the app store, um, any app store, download Bixie app. It's B-I-X-Y. You can check it out while we talk. Um, as we get into this topic, let's start by hearing a little bit about what you guys do and like the problem you guys solve. Sure. I think um, it, it's easiest to think of us uh, as consumer controlled data if you will. So data today powers ads. Most of the ads are irrelevant. There's too many of them. We get bombarded. I think most consumers feel pretty bombarded and tracked. Um, Certainly after the last election, I think it finally hit people how much they get tracked and how much that data can get sold to not only marketers, but also bad actors. Well, the most creepiest thing, I swear to God, there's been times I've been talking to like you about something yep. and then I pull up my phone and there's an ad for it. Yep. So, so I just, and I don't know if that's even a thing. Maybe you can oh, tell yeah, us, that's a thing. but oh my God, it's creepy. Well, it is and it isn't because what you were just talking about with some of the data and, and bad actors and stuff like that, there's a really popular documentary that just came out on netflix i think it's called get hacked okay and it's about cambridge analytica mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. who would be, be once on the path to be a billion dollar company then now out of business right but they were harvesting you like they would get like four i don't know either four or like forty thousand data points about you yeah. in which they were using that to to basically predict your personality yeah. So they actually address that, Matt. Like you're like, so sometimes you see something, you're like, gosh, is my phone listening to me? 
Uh, it could be, but in some cases, they are just literally that good at predicting who you yeah. are. So they were using that data at Cambridge Analytica. It wasn't about the, it was like that 80-20 thing. Like, so 40% of people that were Republicans or Democrats were pretty set in their ways. So they figured out the 20% of people that could right. be, that could, could be, be swung one right. way or the yep. other. And that's who they hammered the shit out of. Yeah. And it is pretty creepy. Like, yeah. so, I mean, some of the things like, I mean, they're looking at a lot of stuff and the, the main issue at the time that the, you didn't have the ability to opt out of that. Yeah. And now you do. You didn't even yeah. know that it existed. Well, and the thing is, is there's a difference between like a legit marketer, like let's say, you know, Starbucks, because I got this Starbucks coffee here, right? Starbucks is different than a Russian troll farm. So marketers need data. They need to connect with consumers. But how do we do this in a way that doesn't jeopardize society? Same thing with Stackify or FullScale, right? We want to advertise to... Software development managers about yeah, it, our exactly. services. And, and that is and, and by the way, thank you for reminding me to mention that this podcast is brought to you by fullscale.io <laughs> because these giant letters on the top of my notes Wasn't were enough. not enough. To not bring, enough. Man, you know, we recorded like 107 <laughs> of these and I've done the intro the same way. So now they're trying to change something. You don't, you don't have it down by now. Today is, without a doubt, on track to be the most professional podcast yeah. that we've ever done. Thank you, Matt. We'll get there. Yeah, sorry, that was my sound effect. By, by the way, Kyle, I, and and thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Yeah, this man. is going to be an interesting topic, but yeah, no one will target unneeded noise making better than Watson. Nice. I'm always looking. For you devices. find it. You, you find yeah, ways you, that to was make good. it happen. That was. Yeah. Now I do want to point out that 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 coffee mug. Um, that your was a gift from our guests at Ocean and Sea. Yeah, I do love their shirts. Yeah, they brought their, some uh, shirts and nice. uh, and some coffee cups, of which we now learn also may have a suction cup on the bottom. I, br- I bought one of <laughs> yeah. their shirts and took it all the way to the Philippines. So I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. They have gone global, even if global they don't know it. Like, yeah, promotional. Yeah, so is this podcast. Apparently, we're up to 177 countries. Oh, who nice. are who are you people? Please. What, the countries? Yeah, man. We've had listeners in 177 oh, oh, nice. countries, which is crazy. It's I didn't crazy. even realize that we're running out of countries. Yep. We're trying to, we're going to figure out who they are and then we're going to target how we get yeah. our info. We, need to, we definitely so, need to know everything about this. So, so let's talk about that. Let's say that, so, you know, and by the way, thank you for addressing the problem of handling or trying to handle people's data in a tasteful and responsible way. Uh, that data is it's crazy. So in this documentary I was watching, one of the people that was in it was claiming that data is now the most valuable resource on the planet. Yeah. That it actually has exceeded the value of like oil. Well, st- at Stackify, we're a data company. Yeah. So we we collect data for our customers and give them insights and analytics. And True. That's what we do. So yeah. let's talk about what you guys are doing and how you're doing it different. Well, so if uh, maybe just to back up a little bit and give you some context about why my company exists, how I that'd be re- good too. Yeah, just realize that the problem um, was, you know, out there. Um, so I, you know, in a former life for Accenture, was a consultant. I traveled all the time. I wanted all forms of you know audio content on demand, and. Um, you know, basically music, podcasts, et cetera. This is in the days before Spotify yeah. and other on-demand streaming services. So I left Accenture to build that. And Pandora went public like nine months later. I looked at their financials. I realized there's no way to make money in music. I don't think there is still. 
there isn't. Well, there is and there isn't. I mean, I, I there just, isn't I just, and there isn't. Well, I just well, yes, <laughs> and streaming no. music. I just yeah, I just music. I just published a book about the music industry. It just came out last week, and it has changed so dramatically. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing is with technology and your business, like you have to be prepared. Like I, yeah. I know a guy in New York that opened a photo, sh- that built a photo sharing app and like mm-hmm. talking like $4 million of funding in it. They launched. And then like six weeks later, Google and Facebook came out with the exact same thing for free. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, it can, and it just it, like, you have to like have some thought, you have to give some thought to that. Like can the 800 pound gorilla in the room just reach out and smack you? Right. And well, with, or, or is there a way to monetize it? Cause what you're talking about is this world of free. Yeah. Like do people free buy content. albums anymore? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like, and, and as an author, like one of the things that I have to do is uh, to basically still get people to read things is like Kindle unlimited is like the streaming mm-hmm. audio mm-hmm. of yep, books. Yep, and yep, yep. I get a penny a page. Yeah. Yep. So if I, if you buy my book, I might get like an $8 royalty, but if you read it through Kindle unlimited and you read all the pages, I'm going to get about three bucks. Right. So it's like, huh? But, yep. All right. Yeah. And in the streaming world, um, artists labels, they get fractions of a penny per stream. So you're going to have to do a whole lot of streaming. Yep. Uh, in order to see any kind of money from that. So it's just easier to make money from touring. And so basically not enough, you know, what you said is, is right free, you know, basically media, the vast majority of media is deemed free. Yeah. Uh, And it's really the fault of the traditional media companies when the internet came out, they just put it online and they're like, Hey, let's, let's put our media there. So they set the expectation that it was going to be free. That expectation might've been set like literally when the radio came out and we started broadcasting, you know, and then TV. I mean, that's, and that was the big thing when, when cable that transitioned to everyone being on cable was so many legislatures and everyone like you still have to give something for free. Yeah. Well, I love that we pay for cable TV to then watch ads on cable TV. Mm -hmm. That's all another rant right but right but, yeah. but and we'll get into that in a second matt because before we hit record we were talking about some of that targeting like you were actually thankful you were happy that hulu had asked you what kind of ads do you want to yeah. see all right yes so i would say that um consumers like choice mm-hmm. right anytime you can give them choice and preferably value at the same time yep. but yep. too many choices it makes it really hard to sell stuff too absolutely yeah. it gave me three so we'll go back to bixie sorry and oh, which by the way right. go go download it in the app store while you're listening because we know you have your phone in your hand because <laughs> we all do so you know big picture they put they put media online people expected it to be free they started then figuring out oh crap we got to monetize this media let's put ads all over the place now the ads are irrelevant people are ignoring them Maybe if we track what they do on our website, we'll be able to target the ads a little bit better. And well, that's not working very well. Let's track them everywhere and let's read everything they write and listen to everything they say. And that, you know, kind of fast forward, that's where we're at today. (laughs) The ads aren't, uh, the ads still aren't good enough with all this tracking we have. uh, The, you know, study after study shows that ad click-through rates are abysmal. So what do you do? Yeah, about they're it? like 0.1%. Yeah, exactly. Or or less. But but that's that's due to oversaturation, which is what you just described. Like so and I know that newspapers aren't like well, I mean, what's a newspaper? But I used to live in Washington, DC and I ran a chain of retail stores over a decade ago. And for an ad in the Washington Post, 
that was the size of a business card. It was like 1500 bucks. Yeah. Now the thing was, is there's enough paper in the Washington post for you to cover all inside surfaces in the average American home. So now just, but think about, yeah, wow. you're kind of, Watson's raising an eyebrow. And by the way, if you want to actually see that, uh, the look on his face, we do have a YouTube channel for this now. So check it out. Yeah. You can see how beautiful all of us are and how we don't have faces made for radio. Matt is beautiful. Yes. Yes. And Kyle is too. By the way, my middle name is Kyle. Oh, so we can cross nice. over there too. But, but you, t- okay. So think about that. So if I come in your home and I cover everything with newspaper and now I say, okay, now find the business card size ad that's relevant yeah. to what I'm selling. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's what's hard about ads. And that's why, why targeting does actually matter. Right. Targeting makes sense. I would say that the ad tech world, so this isn't the fault of marketers or ad agencies who are trying to get the right ad in front of the right person. It's a, it's the fault of the ad tech world. They, they kind of just perpetually are reacting instead of getting out in front of the issue and just figuring out what do consumers want? Let's figure out how to give them value and put them in charge of their own data and turn these add units on websites into pieces of content that they actually crave. Uh, so that's basically our mission. And we've figured out you, uh, with respect to consumer data, you need to give them transparency, control, and value. Transparency and control are the easy parts. Value is the very tricky part. So meaning you could tell people, hey, fill out this survey and we're going to target your ads based on this survey. But is anybody going to do that without value? No, uh, I'm not going to fill out some stupid survey <laughs> just so that you can target something that I target me with ads and I already ignore the ads. You're going to have to figure out how to give me value. And so what consumers really want, in our opinion, is the ability to connect with brands that they either care about or might care about. Mm-hmm. You know, just help yep. me find the right thing. Help make my shopping experience easier or enrich it in some way, or help me save money on stuff that I want to buy. It's that simple. But the ad tech world has not been focused on that. They've been focused on tracking and targeting. But what the hell does that even mean if you haven't fundamentally already figured out how to give me value? Now you're just, you know, moving bits and bites around. Uh, so we, we believe that consumers need their own platform uh, separate from Facebook and set for, separate from other, you know, major consumer platforms. That's really just about how do I connect with my favorite brands and in, and engage with them, and how and do so, they engage? With and me? so, how does this work exactly? So, if if from when we've talked before, I think mm-hmm. if I can try and summarize it myself, uh, and and then you tell me if I'm right. Sure. Like I like Tommy Bahama. I right. like Vineyard Vines. I like cost. I like these different brands. I like electric cars. I, there's like different things I like, right? So yeah. if I could go in and say, you know what? Odds are I'm going to buy something from Lacoste or Tommy Bahama or whatever once a quarter. Right. So show me ads, show me promotions, give me coupons, remind me that I need to go buy that stuff every quarter, right? Like, so that yeah. would, I, I would like to see that because that would remind me of Lacoste came out with some new shirt that's a different color and I get real excited and I get 10% off if I go buy it. Yep. Right. I mean, is that kind of what we're talking or about? Or even know that it exists. And know that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like know for, that it even exists. So I, I'm pretty, yeah. I'll buy that shirt. You I'm pretty well known yeah. by, amongst my peers as having a sneaker problem. Yes. <laughs> I'm oh a, my God. like, for real. I've, I don't like, pro, I don't know. You uh, getting ads for sneakers is probably bad. 
Well, That's a bad life decision for you. It can be, but here's you the thing. Cut so, this but, man off. But more, he's but, reached the limit. But well, according to my wife, I have yes, uh-huh. and maybe my closet too. But here's the thing. So, it, and especially, I like gold sneakers. Okay, right? Like, and Matt does too. Yeah. And so, whatever. So, like, I actually, I'm cool with you serving me an ad yep, that exactly. shows me a new pair of Nikes or Adidas Absolutely. or something that comes out. Like, I see them, and and that's actually effective, and I'm cool with that. Where, yeah. Where, like you mentioned before the podcast, you're like, so you'd send something like Hulu had asked, you know, like what kind of ads do you maybe want to see? And like, cause here's the thing, if I've got to see them, I'd rather see ones that I give a shit about. Exactly. Or at least that I find interesting. Yeah. Right. And then by the way, some advertisers too are actually entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, some ads, I mean, even sure. though I might not buy your product, There's I, comedic value. I am amused by sure. your presentation or your approach. And I appreciate it. I don't it. need to see ads for weird pharmaceutical drugs that are some right. obscure shit or CPAP machines or like some of the weird stuff you see, especially in daytime. TV, I mean, right? I buy right. all my Viagra from the <laughs> spam emails that I get yeah. offering it <laughs> as well and, and the Cialis and all that because they seem legit. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm still waiting on the shipment. But said, <laughs> I think they're coming. I've been giving. But at my, least my you gave them number. your uh, yeah your social security number. I felt like that was there was a good yeah. reason for that. Yeah. Glad you got that problem handled. So yeah. I was uh, doing it for a friend. Yeah, yeah. But the the point is <laughs> the the ads you know the ads being more targeted is better, right? Just like if I go to YouTube and I have to watch an ad, I'd rather it be something more interesting than exactly. And I I think all people would like. Are we going to pay for all the media we consume? No. So we're going to see ads. So the ads might as well be good. Um, so how do you make them good? You don't make them good by figuring, trying to figure out everything about me. Like digging through my trash can is effectively what tracking is. Uh, you know, watching me through my window. That You're not going to learn as much uh, as you want to learn as if you would just ask me. Just ask me what I want. Yeah. And I'll gladly tell you in exchange for different forms of value and that and, and value could be saving money. Give me coupons to Tommy Bahama. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I might but, spend more money than I should, but it's okay. So, that, I mean, and that's what you guys do. I mean, yeah. is, is so. that's what we're figuring out how to do. We're still, I would say we're a mid, uh, a mid, uh, seed stage company. Um, you've got so, a big idea. Yeah, we got a big idea. You got some of it figured it's, out. Yeah, it, we we've got it pretty well figured out. You're uh, one pivot away from ruling the world. <laughs> well, we're, now we're not. Now we're not a pivot away. Now we're <laughs> right. Oh, Watson, I don't write down many of your quotes, but <laughs> that one. that one is. Like, I feel like that is like t-shirt worthy. Like yeah, I'm one pivot away from ruling the world. There you go. <laughs> Spoken by it, Master Watson. That's right. So, kind of where we're at right now <laughs> is. Uh, we now have national brands paying us to run kind of pilot campaigns. Um, so actually Vineyard Vines, we know their, you know, their agency. And um, so anyway, we've got now like, you know, hundreds of national brands in the platform. I'm and wearing my Tommy Bahama shirt. There you go. We got we to gotta figure out who runs that account yeah. and get them in. They're listening right now, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. <laughs> totally. Well, um, so, we will so, promptly target so with, you. With so with your app, I mean, what what you're also doing is, is you know, I can earn points and receive like personalized rewards mm-hmm. or whatever. So, you know, in order to sell more, you, 
you have to either explain the benefit of things. You have to provide value and like helping me save money. Like I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. I mean, if I, I mean, I'm, if you're going to send me a, like that, like you said, send me a $20 coupon, Yeah, I, you know, on something like that, I might be okay. Sure. Then, you know, that makes sense. I mean, rather than serving the same, I mean, for example, Tommy Bahama, I literally threw away a $50 coupon yesterday because last time I was there, I spent, you know, $200 or whatever it is. And because of that, they give you $50 because they want you to come back. I yeah. literally threw it away. Yeah. Now, if they were smart, they'd keep showing me those ads every 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 week, you know, and maybe it cost them a couple pennies to do that. And eventually, I would click that button and I would go spend another $200. And this is where it gets back to the data is the real gold. They really don't, they don't have an easy way to figure out who's throwing that away because they don't want it, who's throwing it away. Because they don't care. Because they forgot. Yeah. Or they don't, or they don't, they don't care. There's, there's a lot of different reasons. They're trying to get their hands on that kind of data, and we're building them a platform so that they can ask. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm asking them, please give me coupons. Yeah. Please co- show me your cool new shit, and I will go buy it. Exactly. I and just want to know when it comes out, and I want to get excited about it, and tell me how I save a few dollars. So we call these things um, conversations as opposed to campaigns, right? So today in the ad world, uh, the notion is we're going to run an ad campaign, right? Which is very much a one-way kind of thing. We're going to put some banner ads or some videos or some TV ads or some newspaper ads or whatever in front of your face and you're going to see us and then that's going to trigger you to go buy something. You know, uh, We think advertisers, marketers need to be having conversations with people, which is kind of a series of interactive steps. It could be a survey, could be a video that leads to an offer. Um, Kyle, that, that's well put because, um, you know, in, in the writing that I've done, I've had a lot of people like Matt and I became friends after he was, had a conversation mm-hmm. with me and right. a book that I published and that turn and I used to, at first I was like, Hey, can I interview you? But that's almost like an aggressive it's yeah. an aggressive yeah. word because in the because the the and this is fact shaping like yeah. back to how are you presenting yourself like right. having a conversation with someone is very unintimidating like exactly. I even said that before we hit record like we're, this is a conversation we're yep. going to talk about stuff it's not like we're going to interview you I'm going to grill you and ask you really tough questions that you may or may not want to answer and you're screwed if you give the wrong answer because I'm publishing it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> how about that yeah that would was uh, that evil that'd get a lot of people in here i'm trying to work on my voice acting skills i just had to pay someone to do the audible for my latest book so i feel like i've got an opportunity there There but but yeah so that but that term conversation is is a good is well stated so like hey let's have a conversation about what we can do to give you some value Mm -hmm. and help you define like because look here's the thing you're gonna see the ads you're gonna see the stuff you're gonna see the stuff anyway so I like it. So on. So if you guys want to uh, follow Bixie on Instagram, uh, their team it's Team Bixie. That's B I X Y, and they have an app page. You've got over you got a thousand people following this stuff, man. So and here they talk about you know you guys have some connections when it comes to food and drink, health, entertainment, fitness, family, retail, travel, services, automotive stuff. I'm sure you do a lot more than that too, but. That's just some of the stuff, right? I think restaurants would make a lot of sense too, right? Like I go to Panera all the time or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like if they constantly were like, oh, by the way, you can save a dollar or whatever. Yep. Just come on in. 
So there are, all right. So now let's, I mean, let's, let's kind of challenge this a little bit though. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can get coupons and stuff on. So where's, where's the, is the, is where's the differentiator or like, where are you doing something different or where do you, how do you compete with? Yeah. Cause you can get, dude, you can, you can Google and ask for a coupon, yep. which by the way, I never do as I'm constantly buying things online, but a, a lot of people do. Um, and so uh, let's talk about maybe the competitive landscape. Sure. Then. There's a couple of different categories uh, that were, e- that were mostly indirect competitors with there's the data companies that sell your data. There's the, like the Experian Equifax, you know, a lot of high profile data breaches recently in that camp. Uh, so they have a ton of data about you. Um, then there's the major consumer platform companies like Facebook, Google, Amazon. They also sell your data uh, and make money off of it. Uh, then there's the coupon platform uh, types of companies like the Ebates and the coupons.com and the retail me not. And those guys are called affiliate marketing yep. publishers. Yep. Um, we, so they're, they're giving like with, you mentioned Ebates. Mm-hmm. So they're giving you they're basically earning an affiliate fee when you buy something. Mm-hmm. And then they're basically Ebates model is giving you a piece back of that. a piece back. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, correct. Um, That's my wife's largest form of income at the moment. OK, there you yeah. go. The I, look for, I look for I never throw away the Ebates. Awesome. But it actually has money in it. That's awesome. Yeah. So we are technically uh, so in none of those companies provide you. Um, with respect to your data, transparency, control, and value from the data, right? Uh, the, the, the one that provides you the most value related to commerce, arguably, would be the coupon type companies, the Ebates. They're directly commerce related. They're saving you money. So what we are is an affiliate publisher that is focused on personalization. So we're taking coupons, this existing affiliate model, but we're using them for a very different purpose. Let's figure out what is this person like. Let's put the coupon inside of this overall conversation that is a lot smarter than just a one-off coupon thing, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times what happens is somebody does know that they're in market for jeans and then they go Google like brand name jeans coupon. There's the coupon. They go find it on retail me not they use the coupon code retail me not gets the commission yeah but th- that wasn't good for that jeans company so because it didn't really entice a new did, sale yeah exactly right? the it's coupon like my, was my example was, like i'm gonna go to chipotle to lunch today yeah. probably no matter what right so it's like who do you who do you give the ad to mm-hmm. the coupon to that actually entices a new sale yeah you, so you want to talk you drive about, behavior you, as opposed to just discount yeah. and erode margins of the brands right by the way we're terrible affiliate marketers here at startup hustle we've given ads to tommy bahama multiple times today yeah. for free to chipotle to starbucks right when the real people we need Could've to be thanking are guys like stephen ford at penco who yes. send, send us Thank golden you. bedazzled pens <laughs> so i'm i'm looking at the bixie app and this uh-huh. you get some and there's a tab in here for brands i'm looking at like best buy gamestop mcdonald's mm-hmm. macy's so do you have partnerships with all these people yeah that's pretty awesome and there's some local ones in here like uh fuzzy's tacos they have amazing tacos like i would love some fuzzy tacos maybe for you lunch. should go there instead yeah. of chipotle yeah fuzzy tacos. Yeah. yeah 
Breakout KC. They were they Lepi, were recently on here. Yeah. Chartreuse Caboose. Like you got a lot of local restaurants and stuff yep. in here. It's cool. So maybe just to give you a little bit of context there. So we ran a local pilot in Lawrence and Kansas City to figure out just the basic usability of the app. And then we started to branch out and get these national brands into the app and figure that that whole thing out. Um, in a couple of months, not only will we have local brands available in the KC Metro, but we'll have local brands uh, available across 120 markets in the U.S. and Canada. So we really think that the local national mix is really important. Yeah. yeah. If you're a if you're a person in let's say Las Vegas, it's just as important to to that person to find discounts at you know restaurants in their area or retail in their area well and then so many of these brands are just everywhere too so yeah I mean, there's like that national there's national like chain coverage I yeah mean, but like you mentioned best buy i mean yeah yeah it's so, around so yeah i mean back to the competitive landscape there's the coupon guys they traffic primarily in national brands with an online presence right and we think that it's important to have local and national in store and online. Like you have to have very good coverage, but then you can't just be a coupon app. You have to use that in the context of a broader conversation because brands aren't just trying to send out coupons. In fact, they'd like to do that a little bit less, yeah, yeah. but they'd like it to be more strategic. So a lot of times, and, they, and that's us to avoid like the retail me not scenario yeah. where they're not really like they're just eroding their affiliate margins. Affiliate marketing is really is performance based marketing. Mm -hmm. Like the whole concept behind it is I'm going to pay you if you produce a sale, not necessarily if you just kind of leech Glom a, on to the, it leech a discount. At the very on, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that's right. that's interesting to think about though. But to my point earlier, like I'm going to have lunch today, and I, this is sponsored by. Panera and Chipotle, I guess. Mm. It's uh, really not. It's not. Though. It's but brought like, to you by Full Scale. Yeah, okay. if I'm going to go have lunch, <laughs> if only. Are, today, I'm going to eat lunch at Panera or Chipotle. Yeah. If one of them gave me a discount, would I pick one or the over the other? Maybe. I mean, I'm well, going to buy either you're, one of you're them. Broadening, but... You're broadening your choices. Earlier, you were just going yeah. to one. Now you're going to two. But, I mean, and, that... and now, by the end of the podcast, you may go to Fuzzy's Tacos because yeah. the Bixie app yeah. may entice but you that, to do but, so. But, to, to like you, you have a coffee from Starbucks, right? Like maybe you're going to Starbucks no matter what. And if they gave you coupons, it's just eroding their margin. I don't know, but would you go to Starbucks more often? Maybe you'd go seven days a week instead of four. I, I mean, that's, I, I mean, I don't know, right? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I have their loyalty app, right? Yeah. But um, so there's this whole uh, psychographics about, uh, why do people make the purchase decisions they make and what do they specifically need in order to enhance value with a particular brand? So, um, so the reason I use the Starbucks loyalty app isn't because I want to save money on the Starbucks per se. I mean, I guess that would be nice, but actually because the Starbucks app, if you're buying $6 coffee, you don't care about saving money. Probably true. True. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> now, now granted, I think my <laughs> coffee here, a grande blonde uh, roast coffee, I think is like 260 ish or something like that. Um, so, but I use their app because it speeds up my checkout process. So there are different ways to add value depending on the price point, depending on the mm -hmm. industry vertical, every, you know, all these different kinds of brands need different things. And that's why a coupon app isn't, like that, that cannot be the end all be all. You have to have these conversations that are interactive, that involve 
surveys and video and influence marketing, but that, that also save people money. So, so that's, that's what makes our product roadmap, yeah. uh, you know, particularly large. Uh, and that's just the consumer side of things, let alone the brand side of things. So what you'll see, what you see in the app right now is very different than what you'll see in the app in three, six, nine, 12 months, because now that we're running these pilots with national brands, now we really under, we're talking to their ad agencies and to the brands themselves, and we really understand what they want. So they want incentivized video, they want email opt-in, they want, you know, all sorts of different things. Yeah. So we're building out these interactive experiences. You're one pivot away. Well, we're not, I don't think, yeah, I don't, we're not a pivot. You're we're almost just, there, right? building features, yeah. man. You just got to uh, figure out which of those ends up. I mean, there could be one of those all of a sudden. It's like, wow, this one just like. Yeah, it's a lot of things that add up to a better and better and better experience. So, but that, well, but that's part of the problem as a software company, though, is it's so easy to do this and this and this and this and this. And this next thing you know, you're like, oh, we did 20 all these things and. I don't know. Well, well, I want to pivot for a second because we're talking about targeted marketing, targeted advertising. So if I have a startup, what as someone who's a subject matter expert on this, what's the best way for me to target my product to the people that I'm most likely to be received to? Because you're talking about a lot of retail (laughs) stuff, food, things like that. But what about just in general? You know, like, for example, uh, I mean, there's no such thing. Director of software (laughs) development. Yeah, at what well, companies? Yeah, th- or whatever, right? Like, it, maybe it all depends know. on what you're trying to do. Unfortunately, so if you're a, a B2B company versus a B2C company, if you're trying to advertise for hiring as opposed to like <clears throat> your end consumer, I think that first starts out to figure out which which body of water the are the most fish swimming in that mm-hmm. are going to take yeah. your bait yeah. on some level. I know that's kind of a a basic analogy, but like Matt, so Matt, you were just mentioning, like I said, so you're like director of software development. So like, for example, that would be something I would find a lot easier on a place like LinkedIn. Yep. 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 You know, like, but if I'm, but if I'm Chipotle, eh, maybe not, I mean, it could be, but probably not. No. Yeah. Like that's not the, so, so, you know, I think first determining where that medium, you mean Chipotle hiring people? No, I meant like trying to get me or to, trying to, to get buy you to come a, to buy eat a burrito bowl. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn's too. not going to be the. <laughs> it is lunchtime. The uh, the publisher. Are we going to Chipotle it's or Panera really today? Not. No, we're going to Fuzzy's, Fuzzy's Taco. Tacos? We're okay. using the, and then I'm not okay. going. I'm going to just order it and not eat anything because I'm on the freaking keto diet. Oh, man. So I'm just going to like throw away the taco just shell. Give me the chicken. I guess I'm that guy now. Well, yeah, I went on the keto. That's deluxe, the keto, sir. And then I, and then, if, then all this targeted advertising got me eating gummy bears again. Did it? Mm. No, <laughs> not really. Speaking of targeting uh, uh, marketing, do you know that we're following Team Bixie on Instagram now? Oh, fantastic! What's yeah. our Instagram account again? At Startup Hustle Podcast. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we just that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It was targeted. It was. Mm-hmm. It was well shaped. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so with that, in my second pivot of the episode, I'm ready to play mixtape. Have you ever played mixtape? I haven't. <clears throat> so mixtapethegame.com. Um, I have pulled a card okay. from the mixtape deck. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and I am going to, we have a little different. Normally I would name a scenario and we're all going to name a song. Okay. And then we would choose, but this, we got a little oh, different man, twist today. Oh no. The favorite concert that you have experienced in person live. Oh, wow. Me was Umphreys McGee at Red Rocks. 
five or six years ago, sold out show. I'm, I've mentioned before, I'm friends with the band. They took it. We went on the stage after and backstage at Red Rocks. I will never forget that. That's it awesome. was an amazing experience. And unfortunately that occurred before weed was legal in, in Colorado. Okay. Didn't, didn't stop me. It didn't stop me anyway, <laughs> but yeah, no, but it was a great time. Jill went with me and that was my, that was my favorite concert experience. <clears throat> you up? Uh, sure. So my favorite, I've been to a lot of concerts. The one I always remember, uh, remember that was so fun was, uh, LMFAO and Kesha together. And I remember for LMFAO, they were the party rock guys. Mm -hmm. They were amazing and they just killed it. They were the best opening band I've ever seen in my life. They're just amazing performers. And uh, I always remember them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would have to go with, uh, I mean, see, I love music, but I don't get to enough shows. That I did see the Lumineers a couple of years ago in Kansas City, whenever that was. That was that was awesome. I like them a lot. Okay, you need to come out to one of our sweet and great events and okay. come mm-hmm. see a show at the Sprint yeah. Center. We do uh, we do <laughs> our version of targeted uh, <laughs> targeted networking, we could say. But we yeah we uh, we wanted to change networking here locally, so mm-hmm. we have local entrepreneurs, investors, influencers, and we come and see cool shows. There That's are cool. eight of them in September. Oh wow. And then like eight gymnastics meets in August, which I'll let you know how those go. <laughs> you can go to Jojo Siwa. Actually, you can't. <laughs> That's like the most in-demand sweet event. I've had more people contact me about wanting to bring. I'm probably going to have to like have a If rap. you had a young daughter, you would know what that yeah. is. Gotcha. I'm, probably, I'm like hoping that I didn't just make myself look really yeah. uncool. No. I didn't either. Okay. Um, I'm, like, I'm sorry. Totally I can't, I can't vote there. for your option. So I'm, I'm going with Kyle. All right. Oh, you're just doing that because I'm not. No, I'm really not. All right. No, I'm, I trust yeah. me. I, I while I normally do, you mean tr- the, the I normally try to not vote for Matt, but I okay. today this is just good. This it's just it's from just, the heart. I have to pick the the better of the All two right. options. Who are you voting for? Oh, between your two, yeah. you can't vote for yourself. Uh, what was yours again? I went. With, <laughs> I went with a band you've probably never heard of with Umphreys McGee at Red Rocks with a backstage experience included. My um, second choice. Wow. My okay. second choice was when they opened for Dave Matthews Band for fifty thousand people, and we had backstage passes yeah. for that, where I did not meet Dave Matthews. You know, look, here's <clears> the thing. <throat> I just got to go with backstage passes. So yeah, that Matt wins. All right, but I'm also not because I don't like the other Matt. Dude, yes. <laughs> Every once in a while, you win in life. Yes. You kill Every once in a while. I'm going to sound like a, a dick when I say this. I've literally had so many backstage passes that my guitar case at home is covered with them. I've run out of room. Oh, that's cool. Things. Wow. So very happy. I've been very fortunate and it's been fun. Thank you for everyone that took me up. I, t- I worked, in, I told you I worked for music industry, yeah. the music industry for yeah. a while. So we're recording this on, on August 8th, which is 808 day. Roland's famous synthesizer. Okay. So Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hang on. <laughs> so hang on. Let me let me tally my wins. Oh. <laughs> yep. Um, Keeping track. Hey, at least we didn't have to read Baby Loves Coding this episode. Not yet. Okay, so as we kind of round this out, and first off, uh, go to Instagram, follow Team Bixie, go download their app. Um, you guys do it's the First off, you sent a, a, a presentation deck over. That looks great, by the way. Thanks, man. I, and I and I didn't have the I got it about in true startup hustle fashion, I received it moments before I walked in. Man, I'm right there with the you. team of pe- the the preparation that occurs 
you listeners would just be shocked at how detailed <laughs> we are. Uh, but yeah, go check that out and uh, download the and app. Hours. But dude, I was looking through it and I want to say a couple things is one very great presentation there. Like I, I mean it, that's important. And when you're yeah. trying to present and target your stuff or get people interested in it, there's one way to get them to not be interested in it. And that's a shitty presentation. So yeah. you have yeah. the opposite of that. So, um, so a few things as we kind of round this out, um, and thanks for coming in. I really do appreciate it. So this, the, the targeted marketing approach, um, you, you know, and I mentioned like, how do I target something? You're like, yeah, it's not really possible. I mean, what well, it is and it isn't. Yeah, it's just, Dude, it's just a giant on, sea of stuff. Yeah, but. there's a giant sea of stuff, which is why you would hire an ad agency if you've got a big marketing budget because they're But startups they, usually don't. They don't. Yeah, exactly. Well, so startups, what I would say to a early, early stage startup, it's really just about your product and then getting the first 10 customers and the next 100, you know, like you really just need to understand your customer more than you need to understand how to scale it. You do need to understand user acquisition or customer acquisition and all that kind of thing, but you really don't need to go blow money on ads. Most you're gonna most people make the fatal mistake of not spending enough time talking to their customer. Absolutely, they don't spend enough time talking True. to their customer, so they build the wrong thing, and then they don't understand their user acquisition or their customer acquisition funnel. Yeah, I um, made these mistakes. Everybody makes there. the same mistakes. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. Rookies. Yeah. Yeah, we're all there at one point or another. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the the first thing a startup needs to worry about is, frankly, not advertising. It's really, am I building the right damn thing? Yes. You know, and do I understand my customer deeply? Because once you understand your customer deeply, you're going to understand how to find them. But if you don't understand, eventually you do have to address that advertising component because if you're trying yeah. to get funded, you're trying to do something big. Like, it, I, you know, one of the things it, it's actually I say it in the in the promo that video that we made before we ever published this, you know, really tr trying to build a startup should be about building something that's bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and with that, that you have to have help from a lot of people and a lot of things. And the likely nature is, is you're going to require someone else's capital. And it is very difficult to gain that capital. If you can't define your acquisition strategy for gaining or what the cost is. And, and, you know, that can be different. I mean, some people can, can attract grassroots type stuff. And then some people are like, dude, this is expensive. We have to spend a lot of ads, but it might be worth it because, well, like for example, with Stackify, like you guys get someone, you, they're installing your application performance uh, management software in their server. It could theoretically sit there for like a long time and provide a lot of value over a long time. So it might be really valuable to pay more where something where someone doesn't stick very long you got to have an acquisition strategy and, a, and right. maybe a volume of it that well, good, is really high so a good example of this is actually <clears throat> stackify's competitors you know they're they're selling to the same target market we are but their average customer might pay fifty thousand dollars a year so they'll spend a lot more money right, on advertising where our average customer might spend three thousand dollars a year and well, we can't afford to do the advertising well the same thing with with full scale and once again this podcast is brought to you by fullscale.io which is a company that matt and i own together and you know we help people with human capital basically like we help you build a team of expert developers in our office in the philippines mm -hmm. well i mean that but theoretically these are still people to get wages and blah 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 like they're it's still cost a little more than like eight bucks a month so, right. but with that, the it's thing not, I actually enjoy about it is, but like Mike Starbucks no, okay. it's just a little bit more now. <laughs> but my point is, is with that though, it gives me a lot of flexibility as a marketer to know that I can do things like get a suite 
mm-hmm. at a local venue, knowing that if that provides one or two clients or connections in the year, then it may have really paid for itself. Yep. So, but you got to understand like what's the what's the value of advertising? Your client, like is what so different is. from one yeah. company to another. Because what Absolutely. I just described is like, I mean, well, I mean, I'll just. I mean, it was a six figure purchase, Mm -hmm. which we paid money ahead of. And, you know, it's like, and then that's the thing is like you, but understanding your approach too, because we want to have a relationship that lasts for a long time with our clients, not just be like, Hey, sign up and we'll never talk to you again. And this, you know, but it's a different approach. Right. Well, and I would just make a comment too on the startup thing. Is it that you're only one pivot away from ruling the world? Yes. Well, uh, probably two or three. Uh, <laughs> no, um, it's important that you're you're honest. Yeah, you got to be real with yourself here. Don't lie to yourself. Um, no, I think I think a lot of certainly startups think they need a um, you know gazillion users, and I think a lot of investors think you know you need a gazillion users. Actually, what you need, um, in my opinion, is to demonstrate that you know and can reliably reproduce your user acquisition cost. Yes. So for us, it costs us $3 to get a user. The, the next challenge is... Is that real? Is that yeah. real? Okay. Yeah. So, and then how And by quickly, the way, that, that's not a lot. No, that's not a lot. That's actually really affordable. Yeah. 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 So then how quickly do you get your $3 back? Yes. Or your $30 or your $300 or your $3,000? That's what matters. And that's what the music industry and everybody in digital media, uh, when it comes to distribution, not the, not what you did with, you know, 808s or whatever, uh, you know, so it's not like production companies, but the street, the, the media industry, that's what they seem to forget about. Like, oh, I need a gazillion users. And yeah, you know, actually that'll help you maybe IPO, but ultimately like Spotify still loses $20 million a month, <laughs> you know? So what matters is your payback period on your user acquisition. So if you're going to go get a user, how quickly can you make that money back so that then you can turn around and use the same $3 to go buy the next user, get the money back, buy the next user, get the money back. And Um, then also at some point, if you need to, can you retract all of that spend? Yep. Yep. And, you know, and that's that's a difference too. Like, you know, like that's one. So uh, owning a tech services business at full scale, like that's something that we can't do that well. We can't just be like, okay, let's cut the costs in half tomorrow. And like, you know, some of that stuff is, but some of these things too is like the purpose of like some of the VC money that comes in might be to light a fuse, get something really Mm -hmm. going. And then at some point it now has enough momentum that it can start to carry itself. And that's, you know, that's all stuff you have to figure out. Good luck startup founders because that's tough man and and by the way guys um if you're in gals if you're building stuff take some time to sell something yeah like do it don't make the mistake that we see so many people make and they're like product 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 funding 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 like sell something too it's a delicate balance yeah it kind of all depends on what you're building yeah well kyle different Thank you for coming in. Yeah, man. Thanks um, for having me, guys. I, I do appreciate it. it. B-I-X-Y. Yeah. Download the app. Team Bixie on Instagram.com at Startup Hustle on the gram. See you all next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit StartupHustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.